Welcome to the Runaways After Show podcast, the weekly discussion of Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson from DuelingGenre.com. I'm Scott Corelli from DuelingGenre.com. And I'm Jason Hammonds from ThatMightBeCool.com. And today we're going to be discussing episode four, uh, which is very confusing because the title is 15, uh, writ- uh, directed by Ramsey Nichol and written by Tamara Betcher Wilkinson, I believe mm. is how you say her name. Uh, yeah, four for four lady riders, which is super exciting. That's great, right? Yeah. Like super exciting. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's really good. It does. Uh, it does give me questions about something that happens in this episode, but I'm sure we'll get to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. All those questions. Yes. <laughs> this uh, is this is really just an episode of a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, not being answered. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and obviously, I mean, I guess I, I feel like we there's no need for us to put a spoiler warning because it's a little obvious, but like for sure, spoilers. Uh, there's there's so much in this episode that I'm just like, what is this? Like, what's yeah. with the glowing crotch and what's with the the weird skinny, <laughs> skin? And- oh yeah, yeah. See, you guys, I I knew that was not her dad, and I was like, that's I really don't think that's her dad, you guys. And you were like, no, no, it's totally your dad. And then this one, I was like, I was like, either this show got real weird real fast, or that is not hey, her dad. It wouldn't yeah, be. I- it- <laughs> It wouldn't be the first time that a hit TV show has uh, played with the boundaries of incest. Yeah. That's very true. No, I was watching this with my husband, and I was like, what is happening? He's like, don't don't judge the alien culture. I'm like, yeah, but what? <laughs> I, like, I, I was eating, uh, uh, for insight into my dietary habits, I was eating some nice little Arby's curly fries as I was watching that moment, and I had to put them down because I could no longer enjoy my curly fries watching that scaly, glowing crotch man get down with freaking uh what's her name leslie yeah yeah that was that was an appetite killer (laughs) thankfully i had already finished that good good roast beef sandwich first (laughs) (laughs) it was it was uncomfortable yeah Uh, um yeah okay so uh, one big question that was raised in my mind is uh and i i guess like i think we kind of sort of have started to have our answer but i'm maybe not I think that Molly may be the next one that they target to try and sacrifice. Oh, you think so? I think so. Interesting. What oh, makes I you thought think it that? was uh... only oh. like, and I guess, I guess it's, it's, <sighs> I don't know. Like the first thing is obviously, you know, if we, if we go back to the, the comic book canon, which is irrelevant, but, uh, there's, you know, the whole, all of the couples only have one kid to sort of like, you know, take on the, uh, uh, the mantle or whatever, you know, what was the whole deal that they had where each couple could only have one kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I know what you're talking about. Uh, we don't want to get too into it because we don't know what the show is and I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I think because of that, you know, it's like Molly is, is you know, she was the kid of, of one of the couples in the Pride, but uh, they are now dead, both of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's being handled by uh, the the Yorks who are obvi- like are kind of starting to fall out of favor, it seems. Um, mm. And so I, I I don't know. I feel. I, yeah. Oh, so you think that the characters that we we sort of fell in love with the way that they're going to turn them bad is basically having them sacrifice Molly? I think so. Oh, it's kind of no. like, a you know, they're they're you know, to keep things even keel and. Yeah. All that stuff that they may be asked to could, uh, pick a kid. 
I could see that. I could see that happening. Yeah. yeah. I um, was thinking that because Leslie has her like her job has been to like be the sacrifice wrangler person. Because um, mm-hmm. there's that that weird beat that she has with um, what's his name Frank, her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank. Um, where like they hug and then she she says like don't thank me. Like I think something. Yeah, yeah something with that. I was leading me to believe that they were gonna like kill frank that also um, yeah that was another thing that, that hit me too that that was like my that's my my runner-up for maybe they're gonna kill this person because yeah that that little beat was a very weird moment yeah, yeah. super uncomfortable yeah, yeah. Also, and then uh, like so- later she's like getting him drunk like poolside so it's really weird right. Yeah, right, their, right, their right. relationship is going in a weird direction because it's this is not how they've interacted with each other before, or at least how she's interacted with him. Uh, mm-hmm. She's certainly prepping him for something. You know, yeah. she's she's Hansel-ing and Hansel and Gretel-ing him, maybe. Yeah, giving him some happy final days or something. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> uh, so, so what do we think about Amy's death? Because it seemed like we were getting answers at the beginning of this, and then the episode proceeds to basically explain that. We actually don't know any. We still don't know anything. <laughs> like we don't, we don't really know. Like we thought, like oh, did she commit suicide? But apparently not, uh, because she was apparently, according to her diary, very happy, um, or at least didn't seem to be suffering from any sort of depression, unless she was lying in her diary. But that would be a weird thing to do yeah, on a TV really show. Weird. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what happened there or what it has to do with anything. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very befuddled by this whole Amy situation. Yeah. I, uh, I'm like, there's, there's just, there's so many questions I'm trying to figure out and I don't know, but, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, obviously like the, the thing that we, you know, I think sort of know now is that Amy's death was, uh you know the the one of the previous sacrifices uh at least i i think like right we can sort of infer that you think i i i don't think i i don't think we can it doesn't seem like it would be no it seems i i based on her mother and father's reaction like it didn't they didn't seem to have a cold reaction to it i don't know um hmm. did you guys think so i i don't know if i would say it was cold but it was very um like like they were expecting something like this to happen or because she um she has she has the computer the ai check for perimeter breaches so it's like they already knew that they had a target on them and this is this is like the the fallout from that Right, but but they are they were surprised that she was dead, so it can't be a sacrifice because, yeah, but not to the extent that um that Nico was. No, right. They they were sort. Of, it seemed like they were connecting some sort of dots, but it didn't mm-hmm. seem like they were responsible for it. Um, at least directly responsible. Right. Hmm. It could be a thing, maybe going back to your your theory about Molly, Jason, maybe it has something to do with, you know, they're only allowed to have one kid. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. It's like an Ender's Game type situation where it's like, ah, sorry, you go beyond that and we're going to, we're going to freaking. But then why, why wait until she's a teenager? Who knows? 
maybe they didn't get into the right. into the you know the pride until around then. Well, maybe they maybe just they wanted to see the which pride one was their, their favorite. Whole... Yeah, but they... like during the Molly's parents' funeral, there's the two sisters are standing there. Hmm. Yeah, because like they grew up together, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't have answers. I'm not sure. It's, it's, very... a, it's an enigma well, wrapped in a shroud. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what the situation there is. Um, I why I theorized, I think, uh, in our last episode that we were going to get uh, more of an insight into Victor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we did. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Did, is he losing his mind? Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I really so first off was that girl actually in the van do you think no no because the, they they like sort of uh went out of their way to point out that like it was really nice in the back when he opened it like nothing had happened mm. yeah he was uh he was he's 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 uh cuckoo for cocoa puffs yeah i you know that's mm. interesting that you say that cuz i didn't really connect that but when we first see the girl she kind of looks very similar to his wife because i was like oh "Oh my god is that his wife and then it like flashed away so quickly but if he is losing it like that's that's really unsettling yeah Because he, I mean, he's like, first off in this episode, he is very clammy. Like he is, he is just Mm -hmm. sweaty and panicked all episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm like trying to, to think of, of, of things to say and how to say them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's really a trouble when you're on a podcast. It's a really great performance, I think, from James Marsers. Yeah. Um. He's uh, I I just think he's doing something really great with this. And mm-hmm. and the way that he the way that he plays like the creepy murder van serial killer guy in that scene and then <laughs> plays the sort of like Ray Liotta third act of Goodfellas when he realizes that he's losing it <laughs> uh, version of Victor. And then at the end, he's like kind of like he's like supportive dad with Chase. Yeah. And he's and he's nailing all of it. And mm-hmm. I, I was just like, wow, this is – and, like, none of them feel contradictory to each other. It's a really subtle and awesome performance, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I, he's he's certainly been, I think, the given the best performance thus far in this series. Um, I also, like I, – I, I liked the sequence of them trying to, like – I mean – I guess liked is a weird term to put on it, but it was it was an, an interesting sequence having uh, Robert and Victor going to find a homeless man to abduct and kill, uh, <laughs> and then go, like going to the police station and like their whole struggle with doing it and stuff like that was they're they're very clearly not quite uh, uh, experts at this thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I well they all they they each have a role to play and they're going outside of their designated roles. Yes. Uh and it's and it's screwing up everything. Yeah. Uh which I think makes it really exciting and also shows you how the pride works and how it does all of these evil things, right? Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. they're doing these evil things, but no one no one member is doing all of them. They're mm-hmm. all splitting the guilt and the, you know, the bad stuff. Right. Um, yeah. And I and I and I think that's how it works. And so the fact that they're having to sort of go outside their 
their their horrible murder comfort zone um, is uh, is is proving to be a problem for all of them, and I and I find that really interesting. Yeah, I'll tell you, it I makes, go ahead. It makes me wonder um, what Molly's parents, what their role in the Pride was before they died, and mm, like uh-huh. who kind of adopted that, like who took up their slack after yeah. they because mm. like no one else knew has joined. So, yeah, right. that's true. They were Hopefully. probably the uh, the murder abductors. Oh no! <laughs> I'm oh. Just kidding. That be that would be funny. Their their entire role is just to go and take people in a van. <laughs> That's um. horrible. <laughs> uh, I so I and I I like that in the show uh, that the pride is kind of like a in like all of the members of the pride are sort of just like good public figures. Uh, you know, like like in the. Um, in the comics, it's, you know, the pride is basically like, they're just super villains. They're super villains in LA. And it's like, they, you know, they have sort of secret identities to that, but like, you know, they're super villains and they are known as super villains by the super villain community and by the community of heroes. Like mm-hmm. they've been known, but in, in this show, I like that. It's like all of these parents are just like kind of rich people that, you know, give to charity mm-hmm. and are, you know, mm-hmm. sort of philanthropist people. Um, it's like this yeah, minor they're even, tweak. They're even uh, the line of, uh, you know, our parents are supervillains from the comic is done in this episode. But instead, Alex says our parents are serial killers. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is a totally different and like way darker approach. It is. Um, and, and, but I, and I liked it. But it does it does make me question where and how runaways fits into the grander mcu if it does at all Mm. like is this connected to the rest of the mcu or is this completely separate i mean hashtag it's all connected well but is this though i don't know like i can't i can't get a handle on that like there's been absolutely no reference to anything in the grander mcu uh, in these four episodes at all. So they, as far as, and there, there hasn't been anything in the show, but as far as, uh, you know, like promotion for the show and them talking about it, I know that, uh, Jeff Loeb, who's the head of Marvel TV has said that it is connected to the MCU. Um, but they haven't really like, like the, the, there's no real plans to like, you know, do anything to make it super obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So he's just saying it so that, People will people will watch it. Watch it. Uh, <laughs> Probably. You, just just like how they say in like uh, crossover events or whatever in comics. Like he's just you know he yeah. learned it from that marketing uh, BS. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. It's it's as I mean it's it's as connected I think as the defenders stuff is uh, you know and even thus far less so. But really. I think I think the biggest thing in all the MCU stuff is to to understand that like what happens in the TV shows will never in any way affect what happens in the movies no matter what. Right. Right. Uh but that but that you can kind of, you know, sort of suspend the disbelief and think in your head, okay, this is in the same universe even though, you know, Iron Man's never going to acknowledge Daredevil or the Runaways or Cloak and Dagger or whatever. <laughs> but it 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 doesn't <sighs> I have issues with the fact that these parents are, you know, scientists and they're not, you know, there's at no point that they're not referencing like Tony Stark or Norman Osborn uh, or Justin Hammer or Bruce Banner. or I mean, they wouldn't they wouldn't reference 
Norman Osborn yet, because I don't think he's in the MCU. Oh, quite he's, yet. he's he, I think he's in the MCU. I just think they haven't really talked about him. Because I, you know, I think just like Spider Man, it'll be one of those things where like, yeah, we haven't mentioned him, but he's been there the whole time. Mm. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe he bought but, Stark uh, Tower. Anyway, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I know how much you love that theory. I do. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I. I. It, it's interesting. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know how this fits in, if at all. Mm-hmm. Um. And the fact that they're posing them as serial killers instead of supervillains is. Uh, I don't know. Just a uh, interesting choice for me. It is I very interesting. That, Dark. I. I think that as we get more answers to these questions, it'll see like, to me, I think the, the, the connectedness of it all lies in like what some of these answers are because like Mm. the, the logical step is be like, okay, so our parents, we saw our parents murder somebody. So that means they're murderers and now they've murdered people over 15 years. So that means they're serial killers. Like you don't jump immediately from like a murderer to a supervillain. Sure. You know, so I think mm. that as more things unfold, they'll be like, oh, well, maybe, like, this is more than a conspiracy. Like, our parents are legitimately, like, supervillains. Interesting. Yeah. Right. So, so you kind of think that they'll be, they'll, like, the, the longer it goes, the more this unravels, the more yeah. things will be revealed as, like, oh, the, you know, it's it's larger scale and larger scale as it keeps going. Yeah. And I kind yeah, of that like that they're drawing it out because it gives them more room to play with. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm really surprised by, by it. And, I, like, I... I don't, I, I love the comic, but I didn't want it to be super predictable and it hasn't been so far. So I'm really enjoying right. it. Yeah. Um, and I, so for that. I'm, I'm curious, what do you guys think is the deal with, and I know this is like uh, kind of going back a little bit to something we already talked about, but who do you think that freaking old wrinkly glowing penis guy is? I still I don't, think it's her dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Because I, there's two, like, there's so much, or maybe if it's not her father, like, it's definitely the founder of whatever thing, like, whatever religion or whatever mm-hmm. is, is, is being espoused. Cause, like, there's no, like, he's in the church. Like, he's in the sanctum of the church. I think that it's the founder of the religion. Whether or not he's actually her father, um, uh, might change. But, I, like, I definitely think that that guy is the, the, the Gibberum guy. That he's, like, the, uh, He's the, like the, uh, the, the L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah, the, yeah. Interesting. I I think he is. I think he has something to do with uh, whatever. <laughs> Here's the thing: we know what Carolina is, but yes. we don't want to spoil it for people. <laughs> but I, I I think he's whatever she is. Um, I think that he is uh, related to that stuff. Okay. Mm. I I would I would venture a guess. I don't know. I would I almost I almost wonder if well, no cuz he was in the little pod thing that they were sacrificing the girl with. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I I am I am completely baffled by by crusty man. Um, I am too. I I I'm pretty sure he's an alien and yeah. I, may, maybe he's like uh, uh, Leslie's betrothed in from the alien sense, but maybe not. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he's the real Frank mm. Dean. Oh God! Yeah, maybe maybe Frank isn't really Frank. Maybe he's a uh, an LMD. Maybe he's a fake. What if maybe he's, he's not really? Decoy. Maybe he's not really Carolina's father. Yeah, maybe. Maybe this guy is the real Frank, and they've just had this this weird ditzy airhead guy just floating around for 
for years, mm-hmm. you know, just to, to take that's place. Maybe that's what up. they were talking about when they were saying what happened to freaking uh, Frank and that he was never the yeah. same. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. All these but theories. But she is very, she's very secretive of this guy to the point where, like, I don't know how much the other members of the Pride are aware of him. Well, I think they are uh, because she, there was that moment. She mentions. Where, yeah. Yeah, because she like goes in. She's like, he's worse than he's ever been. Like, I need to get back to oh. him. We need to do this right now. Right, right, right. Yeah, come on, Scott. Jeez. <laughs> I don't Keep know. Up. I don't know. All right, Jason. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. There is, there is too many threads to keep track of in this, in this episode that I, I can't. I don't, I don't know. It was all breadcrumbs. Like this episode was nothing but breadcrumbs. Yes, um, it was. Uh, it was a uh, it was a hard thing to really nail down. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to I do want to talk about something that bugged me in this episode, okay. and it's a general issue I have with um, stuff like this. Hmm. Uh, so we had the the uh, the 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 attempted rape um, yes. in the first episode, and we get sort of uh aftermath of that in this. I think and... I think you're about to talk about the same thing I was going to talk about that I didn't like, but go ahead. Yeah, I, why, why? I, I don't. I don't like it when, like, I understand, like, what they did is is uh, like evil and unforgivable and terrible, and they're evil monsters. However, whenever they depict that those types of people in TV shows, I feel like they make them way too comfortable just talking out loud about how evil and awful they are, mm. and. I have never seen I've never witnessed that in in you know whenever I see people that are monsters like this it it always seems like they do it behind their back like they definitely don't talk about it to their face the way that they talk about her to Chase and the way that that random girl talks to uh Carolina mm. like it that seems like something that she would say behind her back like something Carolina White here like over here mm. at some point but yeah. like I I do not believe for a second that that person would go to her face and say the things that she said it was just too cartoonishly evil to me yeah but I'm I, not I'm not a woman so maybe I'm totally wrong and that's totally what would happen I, but I've never seen it myself and so it just felt way over the top to me mm. I like I I was the the one thing that I was going to point out was just that girl that comes up to her and starts like you know calling her a slut or whatever. Uh, yeah, but that was really my my big problem with it was, it, and it wasn't necessarily that a character would act that way because obviously like you know victims get blamed for dumb shit all the time, and so that you know that part of it like mm-hmm. you know a random girl just like being uh, you know a dick about something serious that happened uh, is is fine, but like good god was the delivery on all of those lines really really bad like she was <laughs> yeah so so hamming it up on on the delivery on all that i like personally i think that's the- well no 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 see i don't i don't blame the actress at all it's not the actress's fault um it's the it's the it's the script like yeah. there's no way to make the evil stuff that she was saying sound anything but hammy and over the top that's like, fair it was hammy and over the top dialogue so don't blame the actress it's not her <laughs> fault she's just doing her job <laughs> just doing um, the job I, I don't i don't like how i just don't like how that whole scene played out uh in the courtyard mm-hmm. it just didn't feel right and then on top of everything then the coach gets involved 
and is like basically telling Chase like she's that that slut's not worth it. Like, are you kidding me? Like, well, I, no, I I just didn't buy that at all. I don't know. I think that in this in this case, the the mm-hmm. two lacrosse boys um, said one thing on like the school's group chat, which is that Carolina hooked up with them. And mm-hmm. she's in denial about it, and then Chase got angry, because um, they wouldn't they wouldn't parade around the fact that they like tried to rape this girl. Like, there's mm. just no way. Which I agree with what you were saying, but I think because like everyone is so because in the first episode everyone was like checking their phones and like they were sending random pictures and stuff, not just the runaways, but like the like the popular people or whatever, um, mm-hmm. whatever app kids these days are using to talk to each other. <laughs> uh, Friendster. So I think that this, yeah, this is like the story that they spawned. They got it out there first. So because it's on the group chat, obviously it happened. So I think that because the whole school knows about it at this point, because they're like, everyone's like whispering and like looking right. at her. And I agree that the dialogue that that girl said in person was very uh like cartoonishly like evil, but people say that stuff to each other online all the time. So mm, I think mm-hmm. it would have been better served if like somebody like like if she overheard it or like it popped up on her phone and it's yeah. it's more powerful I think if it's just like some anonymous random person calling her a slut. Yes. Uh so yeah, that was kind of weird, but I I yeah. I kind of see like I think this is what happened and then everyone's just like calling her a slut now cuz she hooked up with two guys, but <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I appreciate that, but like, but I like what you, what you pitched. I like that so much better because here's the thing about people, especially teenagers. Teenagers do not like confrontation, and they do anything to avoid it. Yeah. Uh but, but. They love saying that gross stuff because it makes them feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they would say that, like you said, behind online, your back, yeah. yeah, behind um, your back yeah, or online, online. Or like, because I, I think it would have been better if like the whole courtyard thing is happening and her phone is like blowing up and she's like, okay, I don't know what's happening. And then she looks at her phone and there's just like message after message calling her a slut. I think it yep. would be more effective and more yeah, like mm-hmm. true to the whole high school internet experience. Yep. And having Chase, because like the, my problem with the with the lacrosse boys and Chase, their their little uh, f- fight um, mm-hmm. is that I I wish that there was something I, I guess more leaning into the fact that they are lying about it mm-hmm. and like openly lying where he's j- where like Chase could be saying like that's not what happened and you know it mm-hmm. but that's not how that scene played out that scene played out like <laughs> whatever like yeah. you yeah. know things happen at a party and and then he fights them and uh, and and they were just they were way too open about their mustache twirling rapist ways mm. and it. It just just didn't feel realistic at all to me. Um, I I love what I love all of your points though. I oh, wish that that's you. what this was. <laughs> yeah. I think that would have been much much better. I think the thing about the coach is that like the coach is so far removed from whatever bullshit teenage drama. Like he's just like whatever it is, settle it. Like I don't think uh-huh. he knows that there's a girl involved. Um, cause like the way his like pep talk was like, hey, this is like I don't know what's going on, but you guys need to figure it out. Like, 
before we go win the championship or uh, whatever. A sports. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sports. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> lacrosse is, um, yeah. is vicious. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a lacrosse game, but like, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That is such like a rich kid preppy school sport to be the athlete of mm-hmm. and like take so seriously as lacrosse. Oh. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I never that once heard me... about a lacrosse game. That... Oh, really? No. <laughs> that makes never. me feel like super duper privileged. Uh, anyway. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I grew up in Southern California and like not in LA, but and I was never like the upper echelons of society because uh-huh. whatever. Mm-hmm. But like my I went to a really really prestigious school district and they put a lot of emphasis on like sports and arts and all good things for kids to grow and <laughs> we were very very proud of our lacrosse teams so. <laughs> both men's and women's so that's but funny i like that's, that they, that's interesting though yeah it's it's because like to me i'm just like oh yeah lacrosse but i guess to like a, another demographic people are like what the heck is lacrosse like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I, you know, it's like lacrosse is one of those sports that I've always like been aware of, but I've never once seen it played or mm. uh-huh. heard of it. Being I've only played. seen it played, I think, in the first American Pie movie. Is the only time I've ever seen it <laughs> actually, like America's actually seen a lacrosse. lacrosse. It's really hardcore. Yeah. American Pie. <laughs> uh, I I also um, this is a minor quibble because I think it makes sense to a certain extent, but I wish someone had you know hung a lantern on the fact that it was a it was a it was a bad thing mm. um was the uh the i'm with gert crew that showed up and then when carolina tries to talk to gert uh they're just they basically are like uh whatever slut get out of here mm-hmm. private party yeah and i was like uh gert should probably step in and be like hey if you're a real feminist you wouldn't have just done that you monsters um, i think that I actually really liked that because in episode one, Gert is that person. Uh huh. And that's true. Like that's she, true. I don't know if she's grown enough to say, like, stand up for, she's... for, like, you know, like, hey, I was wrong, don't do that. But I think she's grown enough to the point where she's like, ooh, cringe. Like, that's not a good thing. Yeah, like she's right. still kind of torn between those two, uh, sort of, you know, mm. the 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 pre and post uh, seeing her parents murder somebody mm-hmm. thing like she's she's still like <laughs> on the fence there of like trying to grow but not fully there I, yeah that's actually at yeah, first okay. i had a problem with that but now uh, yeah you saying that has kind of shifted my opinion yeah that sold me good no i'm just kidding <laughs> i did i i did i did like the uh the repurposed i'm with her shirt though. that was <laughs> that was great that kid that kid out of he, he was he was fun um... yeah like this no longer fills me with sadness or whatever the hell he said <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, it was pretty good. What What do you think of Alex and Nico uh, doing their very best to just like fuck everything up and and go to the police? Mm. Uh, I'll I'll be honest. I I the scene in the coffee shop, uh, where they're coffee? like, yeah, where they're like looking in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when they're when they're looking into the uh when he's like hacking into the whatever um mm-hmm. and getting the names i i had a little trouble following that scene like i had to watch yeah, it a couple too. times because i was like i don't know what they're talking about oh, that's really? why i actually i had the same reaction oh okay all right interesting yeah um, i had to go meanwhile Cass is just like no yeah i got everything it was really fucking easy <laughs> I was <laughs> i was concerned uh why are you looking into encrypted files at a coffee shop children 
Like, at first I thought it was Alex's, like, study or whatever mm-hmm. the heck rich people live in. But, like, <laughs> and no, it was a coffee shop. And I'm like, why are you doing this in public? That's a terrible idea. Uh, yeah. No, I think you, you do that to hide IP stuff. That's what they say on Mr. Mm. Robot anyway. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Robot for the win. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's actually fair. That's a little smart, you know, go on just like an open server where anybody could be anybody. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I so uh, I guess now I that did we're... love I did love that joke about the about the, the silver Prius <laughs> and then like half the cafe raises their hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, loved it's that joke. So that accurate. was that was a solid it's joke. So that was fantastic, especially for LA. It's like I mean, geez, I'm yeah. drowning in Priuses out there, guys. Like it's <laughs> I can't walk a, like ten steps without running into a freaking Prius. Um, yeah. Yeah, I so who do you think abducted him? I think it's the uh like the the gang members from the 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 construction site showdown. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, that's a yeah. Plot. I forgot about I that. I think that was their car. I think they're oh. they're taking him because his dad, you know, tried to off his grandma or mm-hmm. whatever. Because yeah, they might, they like they got all the files off of his phone, so be like, okay, who who matters the most to this person? And now it's that's a hostage right. situation. That's right. right. I remember last week I was like, I was like, oh, how's that subplot going to play in? And of, of freaking course, of course, that's how it's going to play in. You, yeah. you detectives. Um, um, does anyone, is anyone else a little afraid of how they're going to play this Chase Carolina thing out? Yes. Okay. So that was one of my other questions. When do you think they're finally going to like just fully embrace that Carolina's gay? Because like obviously they're in a spot right now where she's still like figuring herself out and not like right and i mean she really hasn't actively involved herself romantically with anybody uh right at all not in the way that like gert has or anything but yeah like when when do you think that they're finally going to be like all right she's gay like let's stop dancing around that subject i really hope that they kiss exactly once and then she's like oh no that was awful and then that's it (laughs) yeah like Yeah. Because that's what happens yeah. in real life. Like, you know, like, okay, well, right. I'm expected to be attracted to this boy. Sure, whatever. And then they kiss mm. and it's like, okay, no, this is this is not what I want or need. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that It would be good. I, I just, I think that uh, if they keep the sort of, um, uh, the, the, the anonymity, I guess, of it going for too long, they could be hurting themselves. Like, I hope that within mm-hmm. the next episode or two, they, they resolve yeah. that question. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I really enjoy this so far, and I don't want it to be marred by any, like, queer baby nonsense. So. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's... and I don't, and I don't want to deal with, um, like, an angry chase either. Like, that's what I'm afraid will happen, mm. is, like, I'm angry that you're gay mm. reaction. Yeah, that'd be tough. And I'm, I, yeah, and so I'm, I'm hoping that they don't do that either. It'd be um, very tough to like that character after that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Uh, exactly. So I'm not, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want that to happen, but I'm yeah. worried. I'm a little worried because he knows. is, he is getting a little too attached to her. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it, they're, maybe they're setting Chase up to be a horrible person in the end. They like gave <laughs> us mean? a few like hero moments where we're like, oh yeah, Chase, yeah. he's a good guy. And then it's just, well, they're taking us down. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we have that scene at the end with his, with his dad where he seems to be very happy to be, See? you know, hanging out with his dad again. Um, See? Making the fistagons. 
I, I, I love that. That's one thing that I'm excited. The more we watch this, like it, you know, we keep getting closer and closer to all of the kids having like their you know powers or abilities or gadgets or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I keep getting very excited to see them going full bore. Um, what uh, what did you first? Actually, really quick, just speaking of Chase. I did not realize up until I saw one of the behind the scenes commercials that Greg Sulkin is British. Yes. Oh my God. It blew my brain open. I was like, what? Like, I he's guess, British. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess with a name like Greg Sulkin, he's probably British, but like, <laughs> I just, it just never connected in my head. And so, like, hearing that makes him talk sense. is like, yeah. That makes sense. Greg Sulkin. Now, now that you, you, know, you say that, and I'm like, I'm like picturing, I'm picturing him, and I'm like, yeah, he's got like big quaffed hair and high cheekbones. <laughs> He's got sort Everybody of like knows a... the quaff means British. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he, he has like a it's Robert true. Pattinson vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an Andrew Garfield yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. Wait, Wait those two jarring. guys are British? Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was it was very jarring though, because like the the promo for the show happened while I was watching the show. So there was like the act break <laughs> where he was speaking like with an American accent. And then he opens yeah. his mouth and he's speaking with a British accent. And I was like, What? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Greg. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, for, like uh, I, oh. I got really cringy when uh, Leslie and Frank like first see each other and they start kissing because she just tells him about the, uh, you know, that she's going to go ultra or whatever. But like, as far as we know, her mouth has just been all over wrinkly, you know, uh, uh, desert skin, man. <laughs> And I just like couldn't get it out of my head. Like, oh, dude, you don't know her mouth's just been oh. The thing, the thing that I found interesting about that kiss goes hand in hand with the the line she says right afterward. Because when she first initiates it, she looks disgusted. Mm. Yes. Like she's she's clearly playing this guy, whoever he is. Now that I'm not even sure of his identity anymore. Um, Yeah. But (laughs) (laughs) who is he? Everything's a lie. Oh, and and Tina, uh, mean, Tina. Meanwhile, uh, she she you know shows up at the York's place and is like, yeah. So, guys thought you were gonna leave town, eh? Yeah. Good luck with that. She is the scariest <laughs> parent. Yeah, she Tina is, is yeah. frightening. I yeah. love it. Who do you think? Who do you think this Kincaid <laughs> guy is? Like, do you think? Because they they teased like a couple of weird things with him where it's like, oh, he's gonna tie in later. It did, seemed like anyway. They? It seemed like he wasn't just a bit role. Oh. I don't know. I, I think he's like, they, I think he's like working for her, but not for the pride. Like this is her yeah. own like lackey to get dirt on everybody else. It was mm. just kind of like the the only reason that he that he stands out, you know, outside of just being like a random fixer for her is like they, you know, like the camera was like focusing on his like tattoos yeah, and like it, yeah. it seemed like it was like teasing that there's something bigger going on with him, right? Uh, like that he's supposed to be somebody or something. I don't know. Well, speaking of the MCU tie-in, though, because, like, he has a... I remember one of his tattoos was, like, a Black Widow. And they, like, focused on yeah. it. So I don't know if it's, like, hey, look what we did. Yeah. Or if it's, like, he's, like, a... I don't know. He's Black Widow's kid. <laughs> <laughs> she had a kid back in Soviet Russia. And oh, uh, he's, he's now become a fixer for supervillains in L.A. And is somehow older than Scarlet Black Widow. Yeah, super, yeah. Uh, super soldier serum, though. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, oh. s- black yeah, black she's widows like, ageless. She's like in the in the show in the movies, I th- in the MCU she is very old because she goes like she talks about how she was like her and Winter Soldier had a long sort of history, uh, 
against well, each yeah, other. Well, yeah, because he he because he got he gets out of the ice every once in a while. Oh, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if that's established in MCU. I thought they were just hinting at it, but no. I'm thinking she's older know. than than uh, than she's let on because she also talks about like KGB and like all this. I mean, she was like an adult at the time of the KGB. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so. okay. Interesting. I never. I never. That never even crossed my mind that she was older than she looks. We're blowing Scott's mind, Cass. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna actually place uh, good money on on uh, Kincaid being Black Widow's kid. That's that's my final answer. <laughs> and I'm going to the bank good, with it. That's your dark horse. Good luck pick. with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what'd you think of uh, Old Lace finally uh, kind of getting let loose and and uh, you know Gert she... finding her power or whatever? She looks awesome. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I was. She, well, she, uh, I was she really... looks TV awesome. I should say. Uh, oh, I think she just looks awesome. There's, mm. it's a, it's a practical, uh, it's a practical uh, raptor suit uh, with uh, CGI like highlights, yeah. which I think is really awesome way of doing that yeah. on like a TV budget. It just, totally. it makes it real. Like it doesn't look like just this, <laughs> this like you know thing that isn't in the room with them. Yeah, this fake know? thing. Yeah. I, I wish they would have worn just like one of those inflatable raptor suits that you see all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that would have made it way better. I, I'm excited to have um, more old lace because I, I would like to see more of her sort of like grumpy demeanor mm-hmm. uh, that she has in the comics. That, mm. that just that personality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd really like to see a little bit more of that. I hope that she's not just like, you know, generic raptor dinosaur thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be that'd be good. Uh, also, speaking of good effects, uh, Carolina's like space alien glowy effect is really awesome mm-hmm. in this. That was fantastic. I actually yeah. there was a I'm trying to remember, there was a, a tweet that I saw that I really really enjoyed uh, from somebody talking about they I, I can't remember who it was or, or what they said, but it was something to the effect of like uh, a very accurate representation of what happens whenever uh, any lesbian comes out. <laughs> <laughs> i was like that is fantastic oh that's wonderful <laughs> it's one of my favorite tweets i've seen in a very long time <sighs> amazing uh, uh one last thing i wanted to mention was uh we had a listener reach out and and point out that one of the things that we didn't yes, talk about with uh, yes. molly's with molly's pin was like how does this how how did how did how does their house not have any security cameras and i was yeah. actually i was thinking about this because i was like okay Mind blown. Thank you, listener. But yes, because like <laughs> Tina has security cameras in every freaking room of their house. But I right. don't think the Wilders are as paranoid as her. Um, So I would definitely mm. think they have security cameras on the grounds of their house, but not inside their house, uh-huh. especially where mm. that she's a law. Lo- she's a lawyer. So she like she yeah, like, she could work in her office. But if she's bringing work home, like the the if their security system is compromised, then that's like all of her clients' data. Oh yeah. So I think that they probably have mm, a security sense. system outside, which they would totally have been able to see the kids like sneaking through the yard. Yeah. Yes. Uh, hmm. But. <laughs> what do you say to that, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage? What's your answer, <laughs> avid listeners of the show, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage? 
Um, <laughs> Please hire me. Yeah, I, and I, I really quick wanted to to give credit to at uh, Wacky Historian for that tweet. She mm-hmm. the 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 verbatim uh, use was I really enjoy that the Runaways put in the extra work to accurately depict what happens to all lesbians when we come out, and it's accompanied <laughs> with a gif of Carolina looking at her starry skin. That's perfect. That's great. Yeah, that's uh, I, I love it. That's it made me made me smile very hard. Um, Good stuff. Was there anything else we wanted to touch on for this week? This is a, kind of a long episode. I will say that my favorite, uh, like, closing line of an act in ever, anything ever is, "I guess we found the dinosaur." Um, mm. That made me that made <laughs> me laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Ah, uh, good Love act. So break. much. <laughs> yep. Um. All right. Uh, I think yeah, I think that does it. Uh, make sure if you're uh, if you're loving the show, if you're digging what we do, check us out on iTunes and leave us ratings and reviews because uh, we 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 really appreciate and and borderline need those to to get all the other listeners out there who might want to listen to see it or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also interact with us on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Runaways Podcast. Mostly Twitter, because I'll be honest, we haven't done anything on Instagram ever. Uh, but you can find us on Twitter at Runaways Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we are the Runaway or Marvel's Runaways After Show Podcast on Facebook. Uh, if you want to send any uh, letters to the show, it's letters at runawayspodcast.com. Uh, Scott and Cass, where what can they what can they find from you guys? Where can they seek you out on those interwebs? Uh, on the interwebs, uh, my personal Twitter account is at darkheartedrose. Uh, I live on dueling genre as the resident creeper. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. But I, uh, <laughs> my baby is Lord of the Rings Minute, uh, the podcast where we talk about the extended editions of Lord of the Rings one minute at a time. And it is just as fun and crazy and terrible as it sounds. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm also at Dueling Genre. I, I am uh, the owner of the house that Cass is squatting in. and uh... He is the, the <laughs> genre that is dueling. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm over there currently uh, co-hosting the Cornetto Minute, where we're talking about Shaun of the Dead one minute at a time. It's a great and, little podcast. Uh, I've also been doing uh, – I've, I've, we I have like – you know, 350 episodes of Back to the Future Minute. That that show's finished, but that's over there. Um, mm-hmm. I've got Spider-Man Minute. Uh, if you want to stay in the in the Marvel family, I've got that going as well. Um, but that's on hiatus currently. And then <laughs> Cass and I are both uh, hosting The Doctor's Companion, which is a Doctor Who sort of uh, rewatch yeah. podcast. So, nice. Fun, yeah. fun. They're all good shows, and I enjoy listening to them, except for the Doctor Who one, because I know nothing about Doctor Who, and that would be a weird thing for me to jump into if I hadn't watched anything, but maybe someday. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and then you can find me at uh, thatmightbecool.com. That's where all of the podcasts that I produce are put out, including uh, the Savage Land podcast, which is uh, myself and a couple of friends just talking about comic books and hanging out. And uh, from time to time, we interview creators as well. It's been a little while, only because I've been out of town and haven't had the ability to interview people for a bit. Uh, but we'll be getting back on that. And so if you like comic books, check out the Savage Land podcast. Uh, in addition, we also have Elsewhere Presents Sonic the Podcast Just for Fans, which is an improv comedy show uh, that actually has nothing to do with Sonic and everything to do with Sonic. Uh, 
they it's it's a host and comedians every week making up what they might consider to be Sonic lore, but none of it is real. So you don't need to know anything about Sonic the Hedgehog or even video games as you listen to the show. Uh, and it's a fun time. I'm not on it, but I produce it. I'm just sitting there in silence every week as I silently laugh to myself with headphones on. Um, <laughs> it's a really it's a really fun time. Uh, you can also find the Living Dead Minute, which was uh, myself and the Savage Land crew uh, reliving, reanimating, and re whatever the hell we said uh, the Night of the Living Dead one minute at a time. It's all good. It's a great. It's a great stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and I think that that about does it. So make sure you follow us at Runaways Podcast and uh, leave those ratings and reviews if you love it. But let us know what you're thinking of the show, uh, both our show and the actual show that we're talking about. Any thoughts, feedback, things that uh, that we missed, yeah. whatever it is, point it out to us. Who do you guys yeah. think the creepy, crusty man is? Yeah, who's the yes. creepy, crusty man? Is there incest in this your, show? I want to know everybody's theories. <laughs> are they aliens? Uh, are they really aliens? I still think they are. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And and just like uh, just like the uh, the 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 security camera uh, comment, if you uh, if you comment on the show, I will probably bring it up. So oh, yeah. <laughs> most because likely, we are not great at this, and so if if you can do anything <laughs> possible to help us, then that's always appreciated. Hold our hand, yeah, please. <laughs> Make us better at this. <laughs> I'm great at this. I don't know about you guys. Uh. <laughs> all right, guys. I was just I was just projecting my own insecurities. I'm sorry. Um, all right. Well, I think that about does it for the Runaways podcast this week. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.